The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome in. Take my hand. Say hello to who you know and who you don't and who you can. We'll give promise to your springtime and beginnings to your ends. We'll try not to be cautious. We'll be friends. Welcome in, everyone, to Visibilities on Friday the 13th. I hope everyone's having as much good luck on Friday the 13th as I have had. Uh, Probably the most best luck I ever had was the first time I ever met my husband. Didn't like him very much, but I did meet him on Friday the 13th of June. And uh, it all worked out in the long run, two and a half years later. But it's, uh, I don't know, I've just never been terribly into superstitions. But that one kind of is one one of the few that I do kind of pay attention to. I want to welcome everyone here tonight. We uh, have the employment committee of the American Council of the Blind with us. And they have a survey going on on employment. And I said, you know, I think it would make a lot of sense for so many of them to know, to hear some of our stories, because so many of us started our careers and uh, the early days of our, in the early days of our work journeys, uh, long before anything like even the Rehab Act of 73, as amended a few times, or the Americans with Disabilities Act. And so if a little later on, if time permits, I think we'll... Um, just ask for some of the, uh, you know, for some stories from some of you. But for now, I want to start by introducing uh, our committee members that are here with us tonight. And that includes Sarah and Michael and the committee chair, Peter Alchel. And so I am going to right now welcome Peter and turn it over to him because he's the one that knows all about what's going on with this survey that they're doing yeah. to hopefully oh. impl- increase uh, like the, op- the opportunities. Oh, yes, I do. Banana bread and juice. So thank you, Carrie, for, for inviting us. Excuse me for one second, Peter. Randy, I we need oh, to... I'm sorry. I yeah, you have, yeah, if you could mute, we'd greatly yeah. appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, sorry, Peter. Go That's for okay. it. No, no problem. I'm glad you interrupted me because I was getting distracted. Um, so, for the record, I am the co-chair of the employment committee. Um, Brooke Jostad is the other chairperson. Um, I'd like to um, Michael Babcock and Sarah. Sarah, what's your last name? I can't remember Sarah's last name. Uh, Michael Babcock is it, here, it and Sarah's here. Unmuted, right? Freeman yes, Smith. it would. Yes, it's Sarah Freeman Smith. Thank you, uh, Sarah Smith. Anyway, so. Um, by way of background, uh, the Employment Committee is the Committee of the American Council of the Blind. And uh, during a recent meeting, we were trying to figure out how we could best 
work within the confines of the ACB uh, ecosystem, to use a buzzword that I hate using. <laughs> and um, the uh, the idea came up that we create a survey to get a sense of who, um, you know, what this what where ACB was when it came to the employment issue. So we've completed a uh, survey that should take no more than 10 minutes to fill out online. It's fully accessible. And I'm not going to give you the web address here, but I will send an email um, out once the show is over to the various lists giving the link. It is a long link, but if you just click on the link, you'll get there. And we encourage as many people as possible to fill it out. Last I heard, I think we had like 40 people who filled it out thus far, which is not bad. We'd like to see a lot more than that between now and the end of the month. And the questions ask, ask things like basic information about age range, employment status, um, and then the questions like, um, what services would you most need at, on your career service, uh, at, on your career path, um, and how you think the employment committee and ACB in particular could could help, um, you know, uh, with on this employment issue uh, committee issue thing. So the, the goal from this, we'll, we'll, we'll analyze the uh, data and then figure out based on the data and other things, what the next step might be, uh, what what additional initiatives we might try to put in place. Um, so that's sort of where we're at. Um, for those who may not be familiar with um, our other activities, um, the primary other thing we do, aside from stuff we do at ACB uh, conferences and conventions or conventions and conferences, um, we, which we do where we do workshops on various topics. We have for the past year and a half or so have been doing podcasts called Let's Get to Work, where we interview um, blind folks with sort of unique career experiences. And we are more and more interviewing employers who have a, a good track record of hiring blind people and, and retaining them. So we're, we're trying to move more in that direction over the next um, six months to a year because it's all well and good for us blind people to have a sense of what other blind people are doing. But I think it's in some cases more valuable for us to have some sense of which employers are hiring us, what they're doing to be successful at hiring us, and what we can do to be better prepared to be hired by those employers who want to hire us. So, uh, so we're doing that. And... So those are our two major activities that we're doing, uh, but we were we're sort of trying to think through what else we might do to be you know to to be supportive of those who are interested in the whole career issue. Uh, Michael and or Sarah, did I miss anything, or you want to add something? So uh, this is Michael, and I'll jump in real quick and say I think you did a real good job at recapping it. There's a very important, well, an important question. Um, because I've been asked this from other individuals because I've shared the survey on Mastodon a time or two. I need to go do it again. Um, and that is, do I have to be an ACB member to fill out the survey? And you do not need to be an ACB member, though we do ask if you are an a, a member of ACB. Because um, ultimately, we want to find out exactly what is it that blind or sight impaired individuals face when pursuing employment because uh, we can we can work on technology skills all day long but if 
uh, I, and I'm, I'm picking on younger sight impaired individuals. If someone younger has all the technology skills they need, but they don't have the people skills that maybe people who've been around longer already have, we don't know that type of details until you share that information on the survey. So I think this is a great way to to get feedback from the community to find out what it is that we struggle with, because I struggle with different things than Peter struggles with, who struggles with different things than Sarah or Terry might. So, exactly. Thank you, Michael. That's yes. what an interesting question you're getting. I'm glad you answered it because it never occurred to me that would be a, mm -hmm. a question you're getting a lot of the time. So, yes, mm -hmm. you do not need to be ACV members to complete the survey, although we hope um, uh, ACV members will, in, in fact, complete it as well as non ACV members. Can I ask you a question? You may. And that is, um, I'm wondering, did you put anything on the survey, the questions on the survey? I quite honestly have not gotten the link yet to to, uh, to take the survey. But um, have you put anything on there? Because I wonder just how much the different, some, some of our different demographic uh, would make to this, particularly people with low vision or who, you know, maybe be low vision or, you know, kind of borderline legal blindness, as opposed to, I'm thinking kind of the idea of someone who uses a screen reader, as opposed to someone who might use magnification or may not use anything on their computer besides the, uh, what they can adjust to their computer itself, for instance, for work. And if there's any kind of, you know, what kind of, if there are any differences in, uh, the success and failure rates. Well, I, I, there is a question about your, your, your uh, I can't, you know, your lack of vision, you know, you're totally blind, you know, that, that there's a question of that on the, on the survey. And there's also, uh, age ranges, you know, uh, uh -huh. I, you know, 15 to 20, I can't remember what the age ranges are under 18, 18 to 24, et cetera, et cetera. So both questions are on the survey. And as far as the results, we have no idea what they're going to show until we actually look at the results. Yeah, no, that's true. That's I was just more wondering if the <laughs> if the information was going to be there for you to look at. Yeah, no, that that question is definitely on there. And and Terry, I also should add that um, the question is asked whether you're employed, uh, underemployed, seeking semi-retired, part-time, full-time. So we want to capture as much of that so we can slice and dice that data as well. That's great. That's yeah. really good. And exactly. we do bring up self-employment too, because yes. we realize that there mm -hmm. is a desire for people to seek out self-employment, whether that be through the Randolph Shepherd program or that just be traditional self-employment starting your own business, because that could bring some interesting results for us as well mm -hmm. at the end. I can't wait to do this. I've done them all. <laughs> well, um, it, we, we have posted the link on the ACB leadership list and the ACB um, discussion list and a few other, other lists as well. So, um, Terry, I hope you uh, subscribe to those lists. I will. I, I am. A, I'm heavily subscribed to too many lists. Yeah, I, I, I get it. Seen it yet. I am too. So in any case, um, uh, you know, I hope you will fill it out and everybody fill it out. We really are curious to know. And one of the categories, of course, is retired. You know, we want to know if people are retired and, you know, uh, and whatever. So um, it's a mix of sort of standard, you know, uh, you know, check the box. And then there are a couple of questions that are more, you know, uh, you know, give us your opinion on X. Um, so, and again, uh, it, it should take no more than 10 minutes to complete and it is completely accessible. I, I've, um, 
uh, at the beginning, there were some problems which, which, which you rectified, and we've got no complaints since then. So um, uh, as far as I can tell, it's working great. Another question I think people probably, uh, I know a couple have asked me, uh, it is anonymous. You don't have to provide your name and all that information. No, oh, just we do, we do ask for age ranges and we do yes, ask for right. status and we do ask. So there's for, the anonymity right. portion. And we so. do ask for, uh, you know, your level of blindness, as it were. But um, but yeah, we don't ask for names or where you're located or any of that mm -hmm. stuff. Thank you, Sarah. Mm -hmm. I'm looking and, forward uh, to taking it, too. Well, good. Well, we look forward to, you know, mm -hmm. as many who can take it. And we we, I, we do ask that you pass this around to relevant groups. You know, if you have, have contacts with, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, disability services offices or, mm -hmm. or um, uh, you know, younger people or older people or, you know, whatever. We, we really do um, want as, as broad a cross-section as we can get. So, you know, when we do our mm -hmm. analysis, we have, we'll, we'll then figure out, okay, based on this information, what might we, what might we, what might we do differently or what might we do the same or whatever. So, you know, we're really curious to see what the results are. Very good. So what else can you tell us about, uh, and you said something about the, to the end of the month? Yeah, deadline is uh, we're going to take it down on act on November first. Okay, we, we figure a month is plenty of time for people to you know to to do a survey. Uh, Mel, who's the person who's really the driving force behind this, said ordinarily I keep a survey up for like for only a week, but she said because of the circumstances I'm happy to keep it up for a month, but no more than that. So um, you know we really would like people to to fill out the survey, but do it but do it quickly. Because, you know, once Halloween rolls around and we get our trick-or-treating out of the way, it will be gone. <laughs> hey, 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 Larry, I see you have your hand up. Is there uh were you wanted to ask a question? Is there a, is there a streaming issue or something? Oh, no. there's. If there were a streaming issue, I wouldn't have my hand raised. I'd be calling for help. <laughs> okay. The... The well, that's okay. It looks like Zoom and its infinite wisdom is going to lower my hand before you do. Um, <laughs> yes. So um, I want to clarify because you, when you guys were on Tuesday topics, I think I don't think we talked about this. I am, I work now for ACB Media. So I before that I retired after 21 years with Marriott doing accessibility work on websites for blind people so they could make reservations. So I am not looking for a job. And I assumed when I first heard about the survey that it was for people who were looking for work. I am not. But it sounds like, and this is what I want clarification on, that you're really looking for anybody who, whether they've worked or not, who could fill out the survey with comments or thoughts about the workforce and what they could have or could bring to it. Am I close? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, you know, we, we want as broad a cross-section of the spectrum as we can get. Um because part of what we're looking for is what's the connection between, say, age and the workforce. Are people who are or who are say over forty looking for work, you know, or are people over fifty looking for work? Uh, you know, we, we really sort of want to get to, to get that because it might make a difference in how we tailor our uh, results to various demographics. You know, we don't know what to expect obviously until we see the results, but that's sort of what we're thinking about. Okay, good to know. I will fill it out. Larry, while I have you on the phone on a totally different matter, uh, is there any possibility of you? Uh, we'd love to interview Marriott because I know they do a lot of good work 
and on hiring blind people. If you have a connection, we'd love I have, to. I have lots of connections. I could even okay. probably get you John to look into Disney. He just retired a month ago. Oh, and so they, yeah, we don't, we, I don't want to discuss any further. If you could shoot me an email, yeah, with no, no, I can yeah. do that. Sure, I'd be happy to because I, you know, I know I keep hearing good things about Marriott, and I'd like yeah. to be able to get sure. them to share their story. Okay. Uh, on our podcast. And Larry, Ray, and Terry, I just emailed all three of you the link separately so you guys can. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Michael. Uh, thank you. Thanks it very saves much, me Michael. effort in looking for it. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> we're we're, we're happy about service. Huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah, we we we, 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 pride, <laughs> we pride ourselves on quality customer service, right? There we go. <laughs> You've done well so far. Before Zoom puts my hand down, I will leave. Thank you, Larry. <laughs> Um, any other Terry? Do you have any questions, or do we want to expand the conversation, or what? What do you? Why don't we expand it to whatever you would, wherever you would like to go with it? Um, so, 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 so let me let me let me let me pose the question. Sort of, um, if anybody wants to sort of react um, informally to the questions we've asked, um, the two questions I'm sort of curious for people general reactions to is, um, and Michael and Sarah, if you have other questions, I'm happy to let you the first question is this is disability employment awareness awareness month and my question sort of is so what and what what can we do to sort of make that month mean something to um you know to, to folks interested in the employment arena and the second question is what do you think acb should be doing differently when it comes to employment what what do you think what do you think uh, acb is doing now and what do you think they should be doing differently so i'd be curious uh, those are the questions that come to mind immediately. Um, if there are other questions that other people want to ask, um, I'm open to a general discussion on whatever, as long as it's employment related and not, uh, I don't know what, uh, you know, cooking related or something, which I know nothing about. Yeah, we're not doing drum circles tonight. Yeah, well, I, I can talk about drum circles. I, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we know you can do that. That's I can sure. do that. But anyway, so those are the questions I'm interested in. Sarah, uh, Michael, what are your, what are your, no, sounds good to me. Okay. Michael? I think employment is an interesting topic, and I'm not sure if you're asking me to answer those questions or if no, you're I'm asking, asking me if I have if, other questions. If you have other questions I, you want to throw out to the ether and see how people respond. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to hear from people before, because I am probably the youngest person on the panel uh, at 35 years old. So I have been blessed and able to appreciate the work that came related to employment prior to me getting a job. Now, uh, most of my jobs have been in customer service and uh, I'm not sold on customer service for the next 20 years. I'll put it that way. Uh, so obviously I'm, I'm exploring alternative uh, employment opportunities, but I'm curious to hear more about what things were like for blind or sight impaired individuals prior to 73. What what was it? Uh, what were some challenges and how were those challenges overcome? Because history, you can't change the history of what we've gone through, but you definitely can learn from that history to make a better experience for people moving forward. I think that's, I think that's very important. And I think that's but we'll probably get some, I can see we have gotten some hands raised very quickly. Um, Ray, your hand is, no, you're, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the one below you. Sheila, Sheila Young, good evening. Hi, guys. How are you? Hey, Sheila. Hey. 
Um, well, I have a couple of thoughts. I, I, I am not in your age bracket, Michael. <laughs> I am I am past your age bracket. I have worked. I was a stay-at-home mom for many, many years. I went to work in Orlando for the Orange County Public School System purely by luck after volunteering and was hired after volunteering for a few months because they saw my skills were good enough to be employed. And I retired 14 years later. So that is a good key to anybody. If you want to get your foot in the door, start volunteering. Um, when I was trained in customer service and BEP and computer skills after losing most of my vision, I applied to this one insurance company to be their receptionist because I had the skills, I knew how to do it, and I still had enough vision where I could walk around without a cane. The gentleman that I wanted to get an interview with who owned the insurance company, or I forget whether it was insurance or real estate, we're talking 30 years ago. Um, Hello? Sheila, I think we lost you. Ray muted me. Oh, Ray. You're back. Blame You're back. Zoom. Blame Zoom. It was Joe was jumping. I was trying to mute somebody else that's making noise. And so, do we lose? Do we lose Sheila? Or is she? No. no. Ray, Ray. Ray muted me. Yeah, oh, okay. They can work that out later on. I think. <laughs> but can Can we listen? Oh yeah. Uh, okay. anyway. I'm happy to mediate. That's my background. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. All right. So anyway, I um. When I convinced him that I had the ability, he said, but my office is upstairs. And, uh, you know, I feel like we spend most of our life educating the fact that we can climb stairs. We can use elevators. We can do the job. You just need to give us a chance. So this is where the challenge is. It's not with our ability. It's with the employer's inability to understand that we've got abilities. So I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I think, but I, I can totally relate. I, uh, I I ran into something very similar. They just wouldn't even give me an interview because once they... Once they learned that I had a visual impairment, mm -hmm. they just said their insurance wouldn't cover me going on, on this stairs. Right, right. right. You know, and, and that was and, and that, that was back in nineteen six seventy something like that. Yeah, and you know, I mean, we're talking twenty five years ago, and I, I just I'm so sad about it because I still remember that, and I think how insulting to think that I can't climb stairs. I'm very capable of doing that as well as doing other means that you need. So yeah, I, I, I think that part of our problem is educating the public that we have abilities and you need to give us a chance. And it's exhausting, guys, it's exhausting. And Sheila, for, for younger users, uh, mm -hmm. individuals who, who may either haven't encountered something like that mm -hmm. or have, 
what is it that that kept you moving on? Was it you had to make a living, so you had to go find a job? Because that could easily be something that would make someone decide not to just, you know, I don't need to do this anymore because no one well, has faith at, in me. And, and that's a good question, Michael. At the time, I was living in Virginia Beach, so I didn't have a lot of options. I was still married at the time. So um, once I divorced and moved to Orlando, I needed to be self-sufficient. So in 2004, actually 19 years ago this month, I moved to Orlando and luckily met these individuals, started, and I met them at church, started a divorce recovery class, started volunteering at the school, and got hired and retired in 19. So, you know, it's all, I mean, I'm not going to preach, but it's all God's will. It it happened and it happened in a blessing way that I worked with blind and low vision and multiply challenged children, teaching them everything from how to eat to tie their shoes to a computer. So it was it was a God thing. And I am so grateful every day that I moved to Orlando. But you know, as a young person, you got to prove yourself. And it's very sad that you have to do that, but we have to educate the public to let them know that we've got the ability. You just need to give us a chance. And if you need to intern, if you need to volunteer, just tell them, I'll volunteer for a month. See what I can do in a month. And then if I don't do what you need me to do, then you can find somebody else. But I think give yourself the foot in the door, tell the employer, I'll work for you for free for 30 days and do the job. And I promise you, they're going to see your skills. And I promise you, they're going to say, wow, I was wrong. So that's, that's my advice. So Sheila, I, before we move on, I, I want to uh, put in a plug for the employment committee podcasts. Most of the interviews we did for people who are um, uh, who had career paths that are sort of unusual in the blindness community um, are are older people who share about their experiences that they had and how they uh, overcame the barriers, or to use my book, who broke barriers. Mm -hmm. um, and um, and what I found in listening and sort of interviewing the interviews and listening to them is there's the the, the experiences that we experienced you know, uh, uh, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago are not that much different from folks uh, who are, you know, in the, who are trying to find a job, you know, mm -hmm. technology mm -hmm. issues. Yeah, we we got them too. You know, yeah. there may be, might be yeah. a little different, but the same kind of issues. Yeah. Sort of not being it, not believing in our abilities. Yeah, we, we experienced that. Um, you know, so I think there's a lot that we can learn from each other generationally. Uh, and I hope that... Um, that some of the younger people are encouraged to listen to some of these podcasts because some of them are really interesting. Um, the one that comes to mind is we interviewed a um, a, a, a retired minister who started preaching uh, in the in the I think it was the 1960s. You know, talk about yep. well before the ADA and the church and the faith communities are covered under the ADA anyway. Uh, and and how he got the job and what he had to do and how he how he adjusted and and um, just a fascinating story. And I think there are lots of stories out there that we have documented in our in our podcasts. And I encourage people to listen to them. 
Um, and then the question is, how do you get to the podcast? Well, you go to the employment, you go to the ASP website, click on, click on committees, click on employment committees, and then on there, you will find a link to the, to our podcasts. And um, for those who are you know, in the field, voc rehab people are working with younger blind folks. I hope that you will encourage them to listen because I think there are some 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 interesting stories for them to learn from. Thank you, Sheila. Peter, I'll be talking to you Sunday. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will. <laughs> <laughs> you will indeed. And Michael too, I think. Actually, yep. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Okay. Um, before we go on any further. There was Ginny had her hand raised, and that was kind of in the middle of that where we lost Sheila thing. Oh, okay. Um, so I just didn't know whether she, uh, Ginny, I didn't know yeah. if you still Hi. had something you wanted to say. Yeah. Basically, this is, um, I just wanted to say, um, okay, a couple things. I am in between computers. Um, I'm pretty good, but I'm just right now updating everything. And so what I did is if someone can't, you know, take the survey online, what I did was call the general ACB number and ask them to forward my telephone contact information so I could possibly have you guys give me this survey. Um, uh, what, what is your, are you from San Diego, California or someplace in California? I am. I am. Okay. I called you um, yesterday. Okay. And- uh, and I, you know, I'm happy to call you again. Um, okay, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did get your message, and I did try to call you. So, um, what I, is I, your what is your uh, prefix? Your first, the, you know, is it two one three or five seven three? No, okay, yeah, I'll look for five that. seven three. Yeah, five okay. seven three. And my general comment is: this is a great discussion, and I think that um, for me, I lost my vision around thirty. Okay, and I'm older than that now, but. Um, I think it's really important to have, you know, let's get to work. I have listened to that. And I think American Foundation for the Blind also has some podcasts. Role models, it can't be overstated how important they are, I think. When I joined NFB, and I'm also ACB, a lot of the people there show me what can be done. You know, like there's a recent immigrant from Afghanistan, and she's now working as a social worker after going through the community college situation. You know, situation. She's working on her PhD, and I wouldn't have imagined all that. So it's important to have the role models, and you guys are doing a good, a good job of that. And I also want to mention something that I think Sheila touched on, which mentoring can go, you know, both ways. For example, if I have a younger friend, I might share some of my softer perspectives, and they could share some of the technology I don't know much about. And so that's uh, that kind of mentoring is good too. And that's basically what I had to say. Yeah, it's funny you should say that because a large chunk of my work uh, in the early 2000s was on the reverse mentoring part, you know, where younger people mentored uh, senior leadership team members on, in this case, diversity and culture change. And it was a fascinating experience, which which we can talk about, but not now. Um, okay. <laughs> unless you people want to talk about it. But anyway, thank you. Uh, thank you. So, yeah, I did. I did. You know, I did leave you a message. So. I will try to reach out to you, you know, another time. That's great. I'd love to take the survey. Thanks. Okay, terrific. Thank you. Thanks, Jenny. You know, I think one thing I'd like to just insert here is what I've always thought is interesting is, and we kind of touched on it earlier about having people skills. And I have always been a strong believer in people skills, um, whether it's, Getting to, you know, knowing someone who 
is in a position that can help you get a get a job. You know, whether you're blind or sighted or um, a college student looking for a job in the summer or uh, starting out with your career, uh, anyone, you know, I've never seen anything wrong with talking to someone who might be able to actually get you, you know, get you at least a foot in the door. And mm-hmm. um, I know that's often been mine. I've had a number of different positions through the years. And, you know, of all of them, once I took an exam for for a position and once I um, had to actually send them as res- I actually sent a resume with a cover letter. Um, everything else has always been word of mouth mm-hmm. of, a, of a position. So it's and very true. It's not what you know, it's who you know. <laughs> really, in, in the most positive sense of that, you know, it isn't a, well, get me this job and you get my pay for the next three months or something like that. But it's, it really is. It's who, you know, and, and if you know them well enough, then they know your skills as far as things like going up and down stairs and, you know, or crossing the street or, you know, getting to and from the place of employment. And I think that that's something that, that's, that can't be understated enough to is that you need to have good people skills and you need to you know look at your entire global global community relationships and let's go on because we have three more hands up and the next one is karen gamble hi karen okay i i just wanted to echo what sheila said about volunteering because that is how I got my position. Um, basically, I started out as a volunteer. We found out about it through, I was going through job placement services at the Chicago Lighthouse and working with Voc Rehab. And um, we found out about this position and I went out and went uh for it started as a volunteer, it turned. It then went to a summer position, and then uh, after after it went to summer, it went permanent. And I uh, worked there for thirty years. Retired a couple years ago. So it volunteer can be a way. It can to, be a uh, very very good door. way. Obviously, you're a great example of it. Yep. Thank you, Karen. Thank you very much, Diana Noriega, good evening. Hey, Terry. I would have to say the same thing as Sheila and others. You need experience and you need to know that you can do it because you can't convince someone else that you can do it until you convince yourself. So... Because I had the mother I did, <laughs> um, I was ironing shirts one day, um, and it was because my my stepfather was a, in a sales position, and he'd wear two to three white shirts a day because he'd sweat through them, and he would have spares that he would change into if he had to go to a meeting or take a client to dinner or something. And so there I was Saturday morning at 14 ironing my stepfather's white shirts 
that were starched and everything. And neighbors would come in to, to chat with my mother and they'd watch me and then they'd say, how much would you charge me to iron? I mean, you know, so <laughs> it's the kind of thing that if you, it's hard to put yourself out, especially if you're a shy um, person and lack confidence with strangers. But once you get your foot in the door and you realize that, hey, I have skills, I really can do this job and I'm doing good at it. Um, that That's one of the things that I, I really like. And I think that what the employment committee might be able to do is to set up a website where people could post things that they're looking for um, and you know, like an exchange where they could have uh, even a, a list for people looking for work so they could support each other because that's part of learning to think outside the box and trying to figure out what are your skills and where would you really fit and what would you enjoy doing? And you don't really know that until you get out there in the real world away from school, away from um, supported things and you're out there and it can keep you understanding that okay I didn't get this job but I'll get the next one you know kind of thing if you've got a network of people to talk to about so what you're doing thanks yeah. Deanna that was my idea <laughs> no I, I, Deanna you're not the first person who so suggested that um there was a I think in the 90s there was the whole idea of a job club that some folk rehab people put on that was sort of laughed at. Um, I, I don't I, I don't know enough about how the program is run to talk about it, but something like that, a, a support system, I think really might be of, of real use. And I, um, the students, in fact, are talking about doing something like that the uh, within ACB. So we may do something like that. So thank and you. Sometimes the, and things like that, like the job club, the one that was here in DC, um, when we first moved down here, my husband had retired from 30 years with IRS and uh, somebody got him, told him about the job club and he started going. And the next thing he ended up getting another position um, with, you know, as a contractor for the government yep. uh, because it, he didn't want to follow up his civil service pension uh, for an additional 12 years. He worked for, he worked uh, and that was his direct result of one of those job clubs. Yeah, they can be really useful because I, I actually I went to a job club uh, with uh, non-disabled executives and got a job, you know, through their support. So it, it can be a really useful thing. It can. Uh, okay. Uh, do we this, is Sarah. No, this, yeah, Sarah. this is Sarah. I just wanted to interject. We do provide listings. I think it's twice a week that you do send oh, out you. and share job postings on, um, is it conversation? Uh, it's on both the conversation and the leadership list. And thank you, Sarah. I totally forgot. Mm -hmm. about that. Right. Yeah. So uh, once or twice a week, I post whatever jobs come my way that look interesting. Uh, and um, and we uh, and we ask that if if people do apply uh, to let us know. And if you get a job from those listings, please let us know as well. It's always good to to, uh, you know, to be able to say to the whoever they, that, you know, we're doing this and here are some of the success stories. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah, thank you, Sarah, for reminding me. Mm -hmm. yeah. And there are a wide range and it's across the country. It's not, you know, defined by any particular geographic region or job functionality or anything like that. So it is definitely something worth 
you know, taking a look at. On and they're random. Yeah, basis. I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I never know what I'm going to post yeah. from, from week to right. week. I, just, I, have no, I have no idea. So I just, you know, make them look presentable and send them out. So, yeah, thank yeah. you, Sarah. Yes, indeed. Um, I know ACB used to have a, a website, a web page. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm talking somewhat before the website uh, on the 800 number on the uh, Washington Connection. We used to have, and we had one of the staff people who spent like one day a week putting, uh, just going through doing exactly what you're doing, Peter. And there was a, one of the phone lines you could dial into. Yep. Was employment. Related. Um, the, 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 prob- the problem, the problem with with that phone system and the website that ACB put together yeah, is that, that they're, a- they're too slow. Yeah, you know, a lot of these things come in with with two week deadlines, and and yeah. ACB just couldn't. Yeah, you know, no, it, you couldn't anymore. But and, and it, that's what that's know, why something really along the lines of along the lines more of what you're doing now. Yeah, is the updated version of that. Yeah, which I yeah. think is really good that we um, are still at least. Um, focusing on that um okay let's go on to our cape cod connection (laughs) (laughs) hey jane hello everybody thank you this is jane perry yes i'm your cape cod connection uh i am retired on october 8th i had my 19th anniversary and i worked as a healthcare professional all my life off and on and I worked as a health unit coordinator, glorified term for unit secretary. So the two things that I think are instrumental in getting a job is transportation, near and dear to my heart, and good effective communication skills. Sometimes in order to get your foot in the door, you have to work on weekends. We have to work a second shift. I worked second shift, three to 11, before I went to days. And luckily the girl down the street, we had a similar schedule. We didn't have good paratransit after a certain time, like seven o'clock at night. So you could get yourself to work, but you couldn't get home. So you'd have to take a taxi. We didn't have Uber and Lyft back then. And it could be expensive. So where you live is a crucial point as where you want to get employment. Today, people can sit at home or, you know, everybody's telemarketer. How many times in that day I get telemarketer calls? I hate them. But anyhow. And the other thing is good, effective communication skills. You have to know how to talk to people, not only on the telephone, but also be integrated with people on a one-to-one everyday basis. The other thing that I had a problem was lighting. And I worked in a hospital on the second shift, and I had to have good lighting back then when I had vision. And I'd have to take my white cane and walk down the hall to get to the med cart to transcribe medications because... The secretaries now don't transcribe medications or any kind of orders. The doctors do that because of the errors. So there's a lot that I used to do that they don't do now. But I really think those two things that we need to have effective communication skill building um, concepts when you go into a job, know how to present yourself, know how to dress, know how to interact with people, say the right things, and telephone. Telephone is my big, big, big thing. So thank you for allowing me to share. Thank you, Jane. And we have another hand up, and that is Liz Botner. And I know she's got some amazing career background. Hey, Liz. Hello. Hello. Terry, you have the link to the survey in your email. Um, so I sent it to you. 
Yes, I saw a text from me this morning. Okay. <laughs> um, you mentioned I don't I answer them at six oh three a.m. <laughs> no, this was no, this was just now. I was listening on media, and you said oh, you didn't oh, have the oh, link, so I forwarded oh. you the survey. Um, uh, so I, I actually shut so off now, so I don't pay attention during visibilities. No, I just wanted to let you know you have the link. Um, oh, okay. So let's see. To answer the question of what ACB is doing about employment, I don't honestly know, which is maybe a bad thing and a sad thing, uh, because I feel like I should know that answer. But if I don't know that answer, maybe that means there needs to be more that's done. Uh, what that looks like could be different types of things. Maybe certain committees and or affiliates could partner together. Maybe work is being done, but we don't know it's being done. And so there could be partnerships with things that are already going on between, as I said, committees or affiliates and or affiliates, be they state or special interest. I mean, this is an issue. We all want to see anyone and everyone succeed to the level that, that they want to succeed. And it takes a village. And so let's collectively partner and be the villagers that make that happen. Um, that is my short answer for that. Um, in terms of skills and, and advice I have for anyone who might be either in, in the process of beginning to look for work for the first time or changing jobs or something, anything related to those things. Uh, there's a lot I could say, but I think the most important things, I, two most important things I could say are know what you can bring to the table for that job that might require researching the job in greater detail before you get to even finishing that application and or to the interview. Um, sell yourself at that interview if you get that interview. Uh, you know what you can bring to that job because the employer may have misconceptions and not think you can do it and show them that you can. I, I, I like that whole idea of you know asking to volunteer, but I like that idea with giving a time limit because there have been times where people have tried that and it, the employer maybe doesn't see the capabilities or maybe takes advantage of that person. And you need to know what you can bring to the table and you need to know your worth. And you also hopefully need to build a network, definitely need to build a network and hopefully then use that network because that network will help you get further along in your career and may even be a reference for you down the road. I speak from experience with that, with my career journey. Um, but I just, it's, you know, try different things, ask hard questions. If you don't know what to ask, that's fine. But shadow people in your careers and your who have your career interest and who are doing the things that you want to be doing. And there are people out there to help you. And you don't have to do it by yourself. So, and it is hard. It is frustrating and rejections will happen. But it's the only, and the answer to that is, the only answer to that is to get back up and try again because you're worth it and your future is worth it. Thank you. Thank you Amen so much. to that. I think that's really important. You've got to realize your own worth and that you, that, you know, if you want to succeed at getting uh, started in a successful career, you've got to put, it's, it's tough. It's tougher than it is for most people, but it's, you know, we can't make ourselves unblind, shall we say. And uh, I think, thank you very much, Liz. I think you make some excellent points. Carrie, I wanted to make a comment about communication skills and the sure, go right ahead. so-called soft skills, which of course are really important in finding a job. 
but they're almost more important in keeping a job and moving forward in a job. And uh, there, there are lots of things to say about that. But one of the ways that I found it really useful to have those skills is invariably I ran to techno technology challenges. You know, uh, the software that was used was only marginally accessible. And what I spent a good chunk of time working with the IT department within organizations to, to sort of work, find workarounds around those issues. And I was really fortunate. I had technology people in, in two, or, two or three of my major jobs who I could call on the phone and say, hey, let can we come and play with this for a second? He'd come by and we'd play with it. But the only the only way that was going to work is that I knew I could um, communicate in a way that he understood or she understood, and um, and you know be flexible about their availability and the and the ability to sort of communicate the, what I thought the issue was in a way that they could understand. And so I think this whole panoply of communication skills. Um, and sort of soft skills, conflict resolution and and um, listening and all those things that we know and love are almost more important once you get the job than than getting it in the first place. Very good. It's a good point as well. Um, you know, something, here's a question and I'm wondering, I'm just, here's an opinion, just a, a general poll type question here, I guess. When you look back, especially those of us who have been around for um, a little longer than Michael, we'll say, some of us that are a little beyond that that age demographic, when you look back at careers, um, are we, you know, I know the whole global community is just to a major degree, but are we, have we led that um, in it just seems to me that back back in the day, if you will, we had more people doing non-disability related careers, uh, you know, that type of thing than we do than we do today. It just seems like so many of the positions today are somehow disability related. And and I, I'm wondering if that if other people feel that way as well. Uh you know, is now it's much easier. It's you know, it's much more likely to see an AT position or something like that available, um, or that somebody's trying to get than in our personal experience here, tax law. Uh, maybe so not, let, let, let maybe not be really exciting, but uh, uh, let, know, let just, me let me let me break in here. It's ten to the hour, and you've got two hands. I know. Okay. Oh, now I have two. I knew I had one. But you're right. I do have two. Thanks. Well, so yeah, okay. I, I just, you know, I just, I, I just think that that's something we need to think about as well. And or is it that some of those people that are into other, uh, you know, non-disability things are they more successful at getting their positions, or less so? Well, if if you look at, I'm going to make a very quick comment. Two comments. One, uh, if you, I, I just want to restress that the Let's Get to Work podcast. Um, all the interviews that we I almost all, maybe all of them, um, were people in non-disability jobs. We, we deliberately chose to interview people um, who who weren't in non-disability related jobs. Um, the second thing I want to say is, with regards to the scholarship winners, I'm on the ACB scholarship committee. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of these folks, most of the folks that we're dealing with, 
are not in a disability related field. Some of them are, but most of them are trying to get jobs and have internship experience doing stuff that is not disability related. So um, it That's may good be, to know. That it, it, really may, it may just be we're just not aware of it. You know, let's be honest. ACB is a, a, is a, is an is a organization that the most members, the average, you know, it's over fifty years old. We don't know what's going on in the younger generation as we should uh, as an organization. And I will shut up after after saying that. And, uh, and well, and I think the other thing about it too is that most of our of our newer members, shall we say, um, are people who have experienced vision loss later in life as well. That's also true. Yeah. And I think that has may have a lot to do with it. Um, let's get we have two hands raised and the next one is Christy. Christy Crespin. Good yes. evening. Good evening. So I uh, worked with vocational rehabilitation for a few years and I really wanted to work with blind people and I still do. Um, however, I was a county social worker in a specialized uh, family program for kids who were troubled and on probation and in group group homes. And I spent the, the vast majority of my career over 22 years with uh, the California State Hospital System. And, uh, you know, one, one thing I thought is, okay, Christy, when you retire, and I retired May 1st of 2021, um, had 30 years of of public service. And I thought to myself, you're never going to get another job. Well, I started checking about getting, you know, these emails about uh, online therapy. So I, um, I checked into it. And I, I went with better help. And I said, I want to ask you a question. Am I the first blind person or is your stuff accessible? And they said, oh, no, you're not the first blind person. So I encourage everyone out there with a license, keep your license. Get on these online platforms and start working. It's so awesome. I love it. I'm on a six-month leave while my husband and I acclimate to his retirement. But I'm, I'm going back and I'm so excited. Uh, and I... Uh, would love to see more done with uh, soft skills and talking about soft skills because yes, it takes a lot to keep a job. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Christy. What, what a great story about, you know, uh, I lost my license, my social work license, because I wasn't doing social work work. And so I never re, re, re and I sort of regret it in retrospect um, because it's practically impossible to get it back. Um, but thank you for, for that. That's a really, I, I appreciate that story. Yes, indeed. Sheila, I can give you one minute. <laughs> That's all I'm going to take. Um, <laughs> you know, Terry, I, I believe you're wrong in your opinion of people only working in blindness. I think technology has enabled so much more for our younger generation that we don't know about it. So I, I believe that it is out there and I'm with Peter. I'm on the scholarship committee and these students aren't working in the blindness world. So. Yeah, and I'm not uh, saying that, that most are, that was my question. I know. I know. I, I'm, my, just, my I'm telling you more... that working on the scholarship committee, you get to see what these kids are going for. And it's. Amazing. Yes. Yes. And I worked so. with the scholarship committee for seven years 
And I agree with it, you know, and I've often wondered what would have happened to some of the um, of the students that were into, you know, these. Well, that's, a, that's a whole different conversation. Which, step uh, type yeah. thing, and that's a whole different conversation. It like. is. Yeah. I want to thank, but thanks for pointing it out. Um, I really, I want to thank Peter and Sarah and Michael for all being with us this evening. And I know we're running short on time, but I do want to give each one of you a minute or two to uh, any last comments from any any of you. My, my primary comment is please complete the survey. When I finish this call, I will send a uh, note out to the various lists with the link to the survey. Uh, please forward it on to, to uh, other groups you think might be interested in completing it. Please bear in mind the deadline is November 1st or December, uh, sorry, no, October 31st. Uh, and it's a short survey. It, it's, it should be fully accessible. You should be able to do it in 10 minutes or less. Thank you, Terry, for the opportunity. Thank you for joining me this Thank evening. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Michael? Sarah. And Michael, any last words from you? No, everyone summed it up pretty well for once. Mm -hmm. I'm, yeah. I, I don't got anything else to add. To, <laughs> to <laughs> right. You know, I do think that, you know, everybody's into technology today. Uh, I think that there have been a lot of things that have gone on in the past, uh, programs that have gone on in the past. Somebody mentioned something that was kind of on that idea. Uh, I think it was Sheila about work for somebody for 30 days. There was a state agency that was, um, because it's a commitment, you know, it's a an expense to an employer um, to hire someone when they have to hire, when they have to uh get you know pay for the equipment and such whether it's jaws or whatever uh they were doing it for if you take this person for three months i think it was three months uh we'll give you the equipment for that time period so you can see how well they can do this job and then you can consider buying the equipment and you know something like that and that was extremely successful uh up in massachusetts back in the 80s and early 90s in that and with that, I want to thank you all for tonight. Next Friday night, we are on this, what is next Friday is the 20th. And we are back on our star-studded uh, series. And one that everybody knows and loves is going to be our guest and talk about his past and his career journey in the entertainment field. And that's Jason Castingway. Cool. Yes, cool. yes, Jason has agreed. And, and I, I'm good, and I, and I think I'll be hosting you again next Friday. So <laughs> I put my name in very that good. slot. So very good. Jason is awesome. I, I for oh, those he, is. Know, he, he really he, is. He's he's he's, he's going to do a fundraising concert for Illinois for the a holiday concert fundraiser for us in December. Ah, Watch for details. <laughs> No, Jason is an amazing talent and a, mm -hmm. and a, a really a nice guy. So yes, we're, we're happy to have him in Friends in Art. So uh, uh, yes. All right. Well, with that, I wish you all a wonderful, safe, happy Friday the 13th and week ahead. And we will see you next Friday night with Jason. All right.